get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. here in St. Louis in the calendar year 2023 is going to be how Wilson Contreras is able to take over for the legend that is Yadier Molina. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crippen celebrity line to be joined by a former catcher in his own right, MLB Network analyst. Now he's Anthony Recker joining us here on the show. Anthony, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Wanted to get your thoughts because I saw that you were on the MLB Network's uh, countdown of the top 10 catchers right now in Major League Baseball. And you guys were able to discuss uh, quite a bit where Wilson Contreras ranks on that list. I just wanted to get your thoughts more generally on what it's going to be like for a player like Wilson Contreras, who's established in his own right, but to come into St. Louis where Yadier Molina spent his entire career and became a legend here, a future Hall of Famer. What do you think that'll be like for Wilson Contreras to have to replace Yachty here? Well, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. I mean, anytime you're replacing someone with the stature of of Yachty Molina, uh, let alone the stature that Yachty has in St. Louis, I mean, it, it's not that often that you get to see a guy come up as young as he did, have as much success as he did. Um, you know, both obviously early it was defensively and leading that team calling great games, but then he, he became an offensive force and he became such an icon and such an integrated part and a fabric of what the St. Louis Cardinals organization was and their winning year after year after year. Um, it's going to be really difficult for Contreras to step in those shoes. Uh, he's going to be counted on to be, you know, I think more of an offensive force and less so an everyday catcher. I think they have the opportunity with uh, Knizner there. Is that how you say his name, by the way? I've never known Kisner. how to say his name. Is it, it, it's, it's, okay. So, uh, you know, it's, he's going to have an opportunity with him being there that he, he understands the staff. He knows the staff pretty well. Uh, he handles the staff well. So I don't think he has to necessarily be back there every single day, which gives him an opportunity to kind of ease into it, get to know his pitchers in spring training, get to know them, obviously, with the WBC. Uh, you know, we'll see, obviously, whether or not, uh, how much he's around all of those pitchers and how much he gets to speak with them. But at the same time, really get to learn them, learn that staff, and, and become a part of what they're doing there on the other side of the ball as, as far as the pitching staff and uh, managing the defense and, and handling you know those kinds of priorities that are really so important for a catcher. Anthony, you've been in the spot before where you've been on one team and then you joined another team the next season. What's the most difficult part for a catcher in terms of joining that new team where a lot of the guys have been around each other for multiple years? Yeah, it's it's the learning curve. You've got to put in the time. You have to be willing to uh, take the time, whether it's at the field, uh, get there really early, talk to the guys, be in the weight room, get in the cage, uh, you know, go out to the bullpens, be there, be active, be catching all the, as many bullpens as you can 
and just keep that line of communication going uh, with your pitching staff, whether it's starters, relievers, even young guys who are going to be coming up uh, through the system and, and are going to have a chance to make an impact, whether they start with the team or not. You know, with the Cardinals, obviously, Libertor was there for a large majority of the season last year, but he could be an integral part of what they're doing this year, whether he starts up with the team or not. And, and there's a lot of pieces like that on every team. So you just have to get to know them as, as well as you can. Take them out to dinners, go out at night, you know, just kind of hang out with them, maybe go over to their house and just hang out, uh, play some video games and talk and just understand who they are, what makes them tick, how you're going to get the most out of them. Talk about their game. You do that during the bullpens. You watch them. You study them. You watch the film. There's a lot that goes into it, and it's really just about building those relationships both on and off the field. Anthony Recker is a former Major League Baseball catcher. He's now an analyst over on MLB Network. Anthony, I was curious, just kind of your overall thoughts on Wilson Contreras as a catcher because so much has been made of his pitch framing, but defensively, at least when you look at the numbers or you watch him, you you could see – Pretty good when it comes to the pickoffs, especially behind the guys at first base. He's not terrible defensively, and he's excellent as an offensive player. What are your thoughts overall on Wilson Contreras as a catcher? Overall, I mean, look, he's a very good player. Um, Offensively, he brings a lot to a team that you're not going to find throughout all of Major League Baseball from the catcher position. You're starting to see a little bit more of it as some of these younger guys are coming up, and they're they're much more well-rounded. But, you know, Wilson brings a lot offensively. And then defensively, as you mentioned, look, he has uh, very strong parts of his game, particularly throwing the baseball. Um, You know, framing isn't necessarily considered a a huge strength of his. And, you know, talking to people, uh, I haven't heard, uh, you know, great things about his pitch calling and things like that. That doesn't mean that it's bad or that he doesn't have a great reputation. Those just haven't been necessarily relayed. And I think a lot of that comes when you are – an offensive catcher when you first show up on the scene, right? He gets there in Chicago, uh, you know, 2016, they make the run to the World Series, and he didn't really catch a lot of those games. It was other guys stepped in and and caught David Ross and others were the ones catching the games, and he was a part of that team, uh, you know, offensively. And so he kind of got that label, and it's unfair sometimes. It's unfair that you get a label just based on the fact that a part of your game may be ahead of another area where you want to get better. Um, And he's worked on it over the years. He's gotten better, you know, as far as pitch framing goes for the most part. And as far as, you know, calling the game, you can't go through as many seasons as he has in the big leagues without learning and understanding a lot about what's going on. It's demanded of you or you're not going to catch anymore. So it's not like the guy isn't putting in the time. It's not like he's not trying to get, you know, as good as he possibly can. It's going to be a new uh, challenge for him, you know, learning a brand new staff from, from a all the way down to Z your, you know, your number one starting pitcher to your long relief guy. And, and like I said, even the guys coming from the minor leagues, learning them, what makes them tick, what they go to, how to get them right, all kinds of different things. But it's a challenge that I'm sure he's ready for. And so for me, uh, you know, when you get a guy who brings some offensive prowess, who in the coming year with the new rules is going to have to deal with probably a little bit more, uh, you know, on the base paths, there's going to be some more attempts most likely, and you're going to see uh, catchers and that part of their game is going to have to shine a little bit more. A lot of that's got to be on the, you know, onus has got to be on the pitching staff as well. We'll see how that trans, you know, translates going from a guy who like Yachty who controlled that so well, and I'm sure through his pitching staff controlled it so well, probably harped on them, look, I need you to be quick. I need you to get this, you know, slide step. Maybe some of that's even going to come from the coaching staff now, some of those, 
slide steps, pickoffs, maybe not as many pickoffs because he can only pick over <laughs> twice now before potential balk. Um, but it's going to be an interesting process. Um, but I have, I have all the confidence in the world to him that he's up for it and that he's going to remain uh, you know, a, a very good catcher in this league. To me, catching is all about winning. And as long as he comes in here with this team, they have, they're set up to win. As long as they win some ball games and they're on the right path, uh, you know, I don't see anything going wrong for him. Anthony, that's where I was going to go next because we heard the rumors in the offseason of, you know, potentially the Cardinals going after a Sean Murphy or maybe a Danny Jansen or an Alejandro Kirk from Toronto, and they ended up being with Wilson Contreras. When you heard those other catcher names and then Wilson Contreras' names is the one that ended up in St. Louis, was he the best match for the Cardinals? Oh, wow. Um, that's a really good question. I'm, I'm not going to say yes just because – I think there were, you know, and could have been some other opportunities because they have a lot of very good young ball players. So they had an opportunity to go out and make a trade if they wanted to. Now, some of those ball players, whether it's Wynn or Walker, uh, they're hoping that they're going to be, you know, a part of this big league team and making an impact. So, uh, you know, were they willing to necessarily part from one of them in order to get uh, a Sean Murphy type or, you know, one of those, uh, like you mentioned, any of the three that were in Toronto, one of them obviously went to Arizona in that Dalton Varsho trade. So were they willing to part with some of those big names, some of those young guys in order to do that? And in some cases, the answer is no. And in that case, free agency is the best way to go. And there was no better catcher on the free agent market. So from that perspective, it was certainly a, a great signing by them. You know, and I think St. Louis can look forward to him being a part of what is really a, a great um, and looking like a very deep lineup. You, they've got left-handed, right-handed bats. I mean, they're a little bit right-handed on their, you know, when it comes to power, uh, power numbers, but they've got some really good young left-handed hitters that can provide and kind of fill some holes within that lineup. And it's, it's going to be a really nice mix. Uh, I think when you put all that together, Wilson Contreras is a great option for the St. Louis Cardinals. Final question that I've got for Anthony Recker of MLB Network. You mentioned that lineup, and there was a piece last week on ESPN that came out ranking the top offenses, the top lineups in Major League Baseball. They had the Cardinals all the way up at number two. When you hear like the, the top six, for example, of like Donovan, Contreras, Goldie, Arnato, O'Neill, Newt Bar, maybe you could throw in an, uh, a different player here or there, but roughly that estimate, do you think that can be a top five type of offense in Major League Baseball this year? A hundred percent. What I really love about them is kind of the, um, the variety of, of hitter that they have. First of all, you have the two in the middle who did it all year last year in Goldschmidt and Arenado. It doesn't get better than those two uh, and what they're able to bring you because they don't just bring you a high average um, power numbers. They bring you just quality at bats every time they step up to the plate. But then you put in a guy like Contreras who has some pop. You know, Tyler O'Neill's looking for a bounce back year. Uh, you mentioned some of the young guys in Lars Newbar, Dylan Carlson looking for a bounce back year. Juan Yepes showed some really good promise last year. We'll see what he brings. Um, Tommy Edmond uh, potentially at the top of this lineup. You've got guys who put the ball in play, don't strike out a ton, have very good a, a very good you know approach and understanding of the strike zone. When you put that together with some guys who do have pop, um, you, you create a lineup and righty lefty switch hitters. You put together a lineup that's very difficult uh, as an opposing catcher to try and combat, to try to you know pitch to, and so to game plan for. And so I think that makes them a, a very and a very high quality 
offensive team uh, going into the season. And I, I expect them to be, you know, number two, that's lofty. Like those are lofty <laughs> yeah. expectations, but realistically they can live up to that. It's just whether or not everything comes together, everyone stays healthy and you get some of those bounce back seasons. That's, that's really what it comes down to. The, the, the potential is there. It's whether or not it all comes together. And really that just comes down to execution, um, them coming together as a clubhouse, uh, you know, kind of their hitting plans and, you know, and the coaching staff getting together and figuring out strengths and, we- strength and weaknesses, trying to match that up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into today's game that didn't necessarily, even as, you know, as short as 10, 20 years ago, but it's going to be really fun to see because I think this team has that kind of opportunity. They may not have, the, they may not lead the league in home runs, but they certainly will be and, and should be top five, top 10 at the very least in runs scored. I would, I would expect the top five. When it comes down to offense, it's all about run score, right? Like, that's all that really matters. And so I expect this team to be top five, uh, certainly top ten in, in run score at the end of the season. Hey, Anthony, this has been great, man. It's our first time to be able to catch up with you here on the show. Hopefully we can do this again soon as we get some actual baseball to be able to react to. Wish you all the best. Thanks for hopping on with us today, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and I am very excited for that actual baseball. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> We're right there with you. That's Anthony Recker, MLB Network analyst, former Major League Baseball catcher. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Anthony underscore Recker, R-E-C-K-E-R.